everyone and welcome to another episode of One Love Live here at Love Walk and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. Um, I pray that you are well as you know we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can uh, learn the Word of God and practically apply it in our lives as well as uh, so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives and so I wanted to um, have this Bible study today about something I think is really important you know as we're living out our lives and learning our purpose there are some things that we can do that can increase you know our joy that can increase our faith and as you know God wants us to have a life that's abundant and abundant doesn't just mean in things in money in possessions it means also in joy in peace in so many things and we see a turbulent world there is a need for peace there's a need for stability and and these are things that you can only get from the inside from Christ and I want to give you some tips on how that it can be done and we're going to read from one of my favorite sets of scriptures in the Bible this really isn't a long Bible study it's just a few scriptures in our anchor text but I think it's going to bless you and give you um, power to know how to navigate navigate your life a little bit better. So let's go ahead and look at Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 6 until verse 9. And so it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And that's Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 9. I absolutely love that. Um, And what we want to do is look at what God is saying here powerfully for us. I mean, it's, it's a short amount of verses, but it's telling us how to live our lives powerfully, increase our faith, and also to get a lot of the things that we've been praying for. So let's go ahead and look. This Philippians chapter 4 gives us a picture of how God wants us to live, but it also tells us how God wants us to wait for prayers and for promises with peace with thanksgiving and structured thoughts and I know you know as believers uh, depending on where you are in the world structured thoughts may not be something that is very popular but God is telling us something that's going to lead to happiness going to lead to joy in verse chapter six I'm sorry in verse uh, seven He says something really interesting. He says to let your request be made known to God. That means ask. Then he says, let peace keep you. These are important aspects of what we do when we pray. When you ask God for anything, you want to have peace afterward. And how do you keep that peace afterward? You have to have peace after the ask because it is in the waiting when the promise tarries or delays that we often lose hope and our faith wavers. God wants you to believe and to not lose faith. As the Lord spoke in the parable of the unjust judge and the widow in Luke 18, 
verses 1 and 7. And um, I'm just going to read the first verse there. It says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And the reason that's important is because in that actual parable that Jesus Christ gave, he talks about a widow who kept coming back to an unjust judge and asking him for um, her request. She was very persistent. She kept coming back and kept asking. And it says in that verse that the judge said, this woman is going to tire me out. She's going to wear me out. So I'm going to give her what she wants. And I want to underline something here. It's an unjust judge. We know that God is a just judge. So if an unjust man, a wicked man, will give her what she wants because she kept coming back to him, imagine what a just and good God, a good father, will do if you keep coming back and asking him. And so it means faith and living as a believer requires a certain kind of thinking and persistence. I want you to hear this and think about it. It means faith and living as a believer requires a certain kind of thinking and persistence. We never really talk about the thinking involved or the persistence involved in faith and in being a believer, but it's definitely a difference and it's definitely something that's necessary. It's the difference between those who persist into the faith and those who fall away. It's persistence and it's a kind of faith in believing as a believer. So your thought life can kill your faith. I think you need to understand that. Not just the things that people say to you, the things that happen in life, or looking at the circumstances like we saw with Peter on the waves, but also your very own thought life can kill your faith. If you're full of care and worry, even the faith of your salvation, because you are full of care, Remember I told you in an earlier Bible study that your faith is going to be tested. You have what you want by the faith that you hold on to, not by the faith that you had for a few minutes, the faith that you keep. And so that is why I say waiting, that that this scripture about whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is just and good, this is not just about living, it's also about how you wait upon the promise. So look at what it says in the parable of the sower. I want to show you something. It says in Mark chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word of God, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things, enter in, choke the word, and it become unfruitful. I want you to think about what that choke means. In the Greek, it means to crowd upon, like you know, weeds do. You know, are things in life crowding upon your belief in the Word of God? Is what you see and what you experience and what you hear, is that more powerful than the Word of God spoken to you, the Word of God in the Bible? So many people don't realize it, but that's what they're saying. When something happens to a loved one, when something happens to their business, when something happens in their country, when something happens, you know, contrary to what they want, They blame God, and then what they're actually saying is is that, God, this desire, this want, this thing, this care, is actually bigger than your word. And so I want to ask you, are you letting the circumstances, the hardships, the troubles, are you letting those things choke out the word of God? 
So it's the cares of this world that can slowly squeeze the life, the breath of air out of your faith. The seed of the word of God growing. Remember this. Remember the word of God must be mixed with faith to be profitable and faith and fruitful as it says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. It's about how you think about your life. And I want to ask you how do you think about your life? And it's about how you think about what God is doing in your life. This is why we are told to be renewed in the mind in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 and 27 because you must have a new way of seeing the world and the things that happen in your life one that gives the ultimate authority and the final say to God remember Paul put it this way and and it's kind of stark he said I count everything dung for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ and let's read that so we can get the right context it says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 it says yea doubtless and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ that is a state of mind indeed and that kind of mentality doesn't come overnight it comes over time and learning who God is and transforming your mind it's a deliberate act you have to deliberately think about it deliberately change your mind deliberately um, have a mind that believes you have to be deliberate about who you are and what you're about in Christ the Bible says that with the mind we serve the Lord in Romans chapter 7 verse 25 so if you want to serve the Lord and do the works of the Lord, you're going to have to start dealing with your mind and the way you look at the things that happen in your life. So we have to create a holy space in our mind. And our mind is full of words and thoughts, isn't it? Isn't that what's happening whenever you're sitting quietly, your mind is full of thoughts? Yes, the Bible says in John chapter 6 verse 63 to 70, that the word is spirit and life. I want you to think about that. So what kind of words are you entertaining in your mind? When you keep God's word in his way, in your mind, you entertain life. And I want to read also in John 63, um, it says, It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profits nothing. The word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So what words are you saying to yourself? Now, we were talking about glorification recently and how we have to see God bigger. And, you know, that was a really important conversation because we see how that can not only bolster our faith, it can encourage us, um, it can help us to worship God better. But this happens through careful curation of the content of the mind. And this is what I mentioned earlier when we first started the Bible study about structure of the mind. The mind has patterns and we are working to break those uh, harmful and negative patterns. And that comes over time. We grow into that. But it takes work. It's not something that's going to happen overnight and it's not something that's going to happen on its own. So... This happens through a careful curation of the content of the mind. A 
man can feel joyful or sad through what he or she meditates on often. What are you thinking about often? You don't think that's going to affect your faith? You don't think that's going to affect your feelings, your emotions? You don't think that's going to affect what you're going to do? Depressed people are often depressed because they think about sad or heavy things that weigh them down. And angry people think angry thoughts. That is why the Lord says in first that is why it says in first Peter chapter five and seven to cast all your cares on him. Because those cares, when you hold on to them and you recite them, it's going to do something to you. Even science teaches us that when we hold on to stress, it weakens our body. Let's look at Philippians chapter four, verses six and eight. It says to be careful for nothing. Be full of care and worry for absolutely nothing. In essence, he's saying, don't let anything fill you with care or worry for any reason. Let's look at that. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is in Proverbs chapter 23 and 7. So that means if you think heavy and sad and doubtful thoughts, won't you be heavy, sad, and doubtful also? And also note that this verse is found in the book of wisdom in Proverbs, which means it is a truism or a principle that works for everyone, regardless of your religious state. It's a law in the earth, in the nature of mankind. So it's important for you to understand that your thoughts really matter. Even after you pray and ask God for what you want, what are you thinking about after? What are you meditating on after? How many of us carry worries daily, turning them over and over in our mind? That is magnification of problems and cares. Yes, you can worship and glorify problems. You can glorify and worship bad people, bad memories, trouble. You can do that. Paul is telling us not to do that because he knows that that is not glorifying God. That is glorifying the created above the creator. And you can put faith in pain. You can put faith in fear, in sadness, in evil, in bad things. This is a care and a worry. And this is why you must follow Philippians. It's medicine for your mind. It creates a fertile bed for faith and confidence to grow. And that's what you want to create. I want you to think of yourself as a farmer or a gardener. And you're creating a fertile bed where the word of God can grow, where faith can grow. And it grows by what we are allowing to stay in our head. Some thoughts will just come to you, but it's up to you to decide whether they stay. What are you having faith for? How do you think about it? How fertile is your mind for the word of God to grow and for his faith? You have to believe in God to get anything from him, including peace. It means catching yourself mid-thought. And determining to change or replace that thought with something good, lovely, or of good report. The God of peace mentioned in Philippians chapter 4 verse 9 will give you the peace of God that is mentioned, and that peace is through Christ Jesus. And remember, I want to add a 
as we close to give thanks always give thanks it's not enough to ask or pray to give supplication but also to believe you must also give thankfulness drives away depression because you know that God has already given you so much keep giving thanks when you are tempted to doubt give thanks you want to retool and rewire your mind so it is a fertile bed full of thankfulness and gratitude and joy toward the father and when you're tempted to worry give thanks and think on these good things and this will keep your faith growing whenever you ask give thanks so guys i want to thank you so much for tuning in i pray that this word blesses you i pray that you're able to use it in your life um, and that not only does your faith grows but your confidence your peace grows because you are structuring the thoughts of your mind to good things and not bad ones thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to support at paypal.me forward slash l winston at patreon at uh, paypal and also patreon it's patreon.com forward slash l winston and i may have said that incorrectly paypal is paypal.me forward slash leela winston thank you so much and if you're not able to give i pray that you will pray for me i really do appreciate any prayers that you're able to pray for me um that is more of a blessing to me than any gift you could give me But if you would like to support me financially, I would appreciate that too. But don't forget, I appreciate your prayers. God bless. Bye.